Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Oh, I'm going to a city that lies four square. The gates are made of jasper and I'll... Hello, everybody. Welcome to our broadcast today. This is Susan Puzio, and this is the Prophetic News Radio broadcast coming to you live today on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we have a great program for you today. We have uh, Brenda Johnson of As the Day Approaches and Phil Armstrong of the Prophecy Zone, and they can both be heard every week on the Prophecy Zone radio network on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, please check out their programs. You'll enjoy them. And uh, we are here every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a one-hour program. Also, we are on Mondays on the Prophecy Zone radio network at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel, and our uh, our YouTube channel is Jonah T for Tom 48. And I'm also starting a new YouTube channel that will be Prophetic News TV. So I want you to check those out. We had some excitement at the YouTube channel this week when uh, Mike Murdoch uh, complained to. YouTube, and he had them remove one of my videos, which was a video entitled Mike Murdoch Scam Pimps in the Pulpit. So, obviously, we uh, did get Mike's attention, which I'm very happy for because uh, I want him to hear what I have to say and hopefully be convicted of his uh, heretical teachings on uh giving and uh anyway uh i have a response that i have posted up on my blog talk radio channel and i will also be posting it on youtube so uh, maybe we will be hearing from mike again uh we'll be praying for him and uh, hope that he gets saved and quit fleecing the church that would be nice But you never know who's listening to you, so uh, never take it for granted when you're doing a program and uh, it has the capability of reaching the world. Uh, Anyone that has a computer can log into our radio broadcasts and our YouTube channels, which I view YouTube as a TV ministry. Uh, So we want to thank God for that. And... uh, Really, the reason why we do these programs, and it is very important, is because we want people to uh, come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We, uh, that is our main goal when we do a broadcast, and I, I do not want to take it lightly. Uh, I want to uh, let people know the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ is a saving uh, master, a redeemer, and he can redeem you today from any pit that you're in, any drug addiction, any suicidal spirit. Um, he can deliver you from any sin and give you a brand new life. And uh, so I want to let all our listeners know today that the Bible says, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life John 3:36 He that believeth on the son hath everlasting life and he that believeth not the son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth in him you uh, you must receive Jesus Christ. Uh, it is a free gift that is being offered to you, but you must receive the gift just as you would receive any gift that someone was trying to give you. The Bible says in Romans 10:9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we want you to know that you can call upon the name of Jesus today. We are going to be talking about the end times and all the turmoil that we see in the in the world. And uh, you don't have to be afraid. Um, fear is not from God. And if you understand the Bible and uh, understand the end times, especially the book of Revelation, you, uh, you won't have to live in terror about the things that are getting ready to come on the earth. So uh, we want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you, and um, there is a place called heaven, and you can go there. So I hope that you will take the time to go over the scriptures that I gave you today and um, ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. Um, ask him to reveal himself to you and come into your life and change your life. He will. I I know I, I, I see so many different... Um, things on the internet about salvation and uh, even some people saying, oh, people can't get saved at an altar call. Well, I mean, I've had hundreds of altar calls myself being in full-time ministry for many years and traveling. And uh, I, I always love to do the altar call. I love to see people come forward and accept Jesus and uh, the tears flowing and, and the uh, heartfelt repentance. So, um I, I love the old-fashioned altar call, and so we're basically giving one here today. Uh, I'm going to bring on my guests, and uh, hello. Hello. Hi, Phil. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Let me get okay. uh, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Hey, how are you today? Good. I want to welcome my guest today, Phil Armstrong from the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio, and Brenda Johnson from As the Day Approaches on the Prophecy Zone Radio Network. And uh, we are going to be talking about the end times, uh, especially some of the chaos that's been happening in the Middle East with so many of the uh, Muslim leaders being dethroned. So uh, I want to... uh, get to my guests and uh i wanted to uh first i wanted to ask brenda uh brenda what about the um this whole thing that's going on right now with gaddafi and libya what do you think is behind this well uh the this what's going on with Gaddafi and Libya is the same thing what has been going on with the other nations when egypt fell uh, the same thing that was behind Egypt falling and uh, <clears throat> Mubarak, Hosni Mubarak is the same thing that's behind Gaddafi. It's just taken them a little bit longer to get Gaddafi out. Uh, it is uh, Islam cleaning house. This is what I believe, that Islam is on the rampage and cleaning out those leaders that are uh, friendly to the West Gaddafi is not one who is friendly to the West. 
but he is not a true Islam. He's not truly Islam, according to the uh, Arabic Islam, Islamic in Saudi Arabia. He is uh, more of a uh, dictator of himself, meaning that he is trying to be a king, and he does not believe in the rule of the caliphate. So they are getting him out because he will not join them in bringing forth their coming Messiah, the Mahdi. And uh, who is the caliphate? The caliphate is uh, the, well, it has been out of succession for since uh, the fall of Turkey, when, when, in Turkey when uh, uh, it was uh, taken over uh, by secular governments there in that area. Um, <clears throat> and the caliphate is now... Uh, changed a little bit in terminology. It used to be where uh, it was the rule of the imam and a succession of imams that would rule over a certain uh, area or the empire of Islam. The caliphate today is actually the coming of the Messiah and the one ruler, the one uh, leader of Islam who will rule the world. And so they are trying to bring forth the rule of law of the just uh, human leader that they are calling under the caliphate. And that is the rule of Islam over the whole entire earth as uh, the, the truth and justice for mankind and the right way in which someone should live. It's kind so of like a government. The, yes, the caliphate, the, the Messiah is that, they believe that, that they, there is a Muslim Messiah, as we believe Jesus is the Messiah. Correct. Yeah. They do be, yes, they do believe that uh, he is actually prophesied, not by Muhammad himself or in the Quran, but he is uh, hinted to uh, through the Quran. It is really the Hadith that are predicting the coming of the, the last Imam. He's also called the last Imam. And there was a Imam that, as a little child, fell into a well or, or was hidden uh, by his family. So there's different stories about what really happened to this little boy, but they believe that he is coming back just like Jesus is coming back. But the unique thing about this is that uh, Jesus is supposed to be coming back with the Mahdi. So he is supposed to be coming back to actually share with the world that the Mahdi is the true prophet, not himself. Oh. So where is the Mahdi currently, in heaven or paradise? or? There's different stories of where he is right now. He is in what they call occultation, meaning in hiding. Some believe he, is, he has been, uh, you know, for thousands of years just uh, uh, hiding in a cave. Some people think he has disappeared from the earth for a while. Some people, but the thing, the, the, the thing about that is that uh, the sketchy thing about that is that they don't believe that the world can ever live without the reign of the caliphate, meaning it would be like our Holy Spirit here, you know, when the Holy Spirit leaves the earth, there is no other guidance, other, you know, of course, the Bible, but uh, they believe that that is the reign of God on the earth. So uh, the, a lot of them believe that he is somewhere here, whether that be, you know, uh, in silence or in hiding or just uh, disappeared for a while. So, but he's still, his presence is still here. And uh, there's just different uh, kind of scenarios with regard to that. To say one, one way of what they're thinking about it is kind of difficult. Yeah. So, Phil, uh, what about, what is your take on what's happening right now with the ouster of many of these leaders in the Middle East? Uh the uh, age of Aquarius uh, is, of course, a new age term. Uh, these uh, organizations that uh, run the world has, I guess, the stars and the moon has aligned themselves, and it's time for them to bring in their new world order. Uh, Albert Pike uh, made a prediction or a prophecy. You know where it comes from. The prophecy comes from. Uh, that there'd be three world, world wars, uh, and um, he uh, made a uh, prediction 
and I call them predictions, but you can call them prophecies, that uh, uh, the exact uh, geopolitics of each war was exactly the way he predicted them to be. And uh, right now, uh, it's, it, their, their main purpose was for Christianity uh, to go up against uh, uh, the, Islam and for those two to cast off each other and be replaced by atheistic. Uh, of course, being an atheist uh, religious uh, nation or, or world uh, government is not hard to do because atheism just doesn't believe that there is a God. It's not that hard to do it. But um, the things that's going on now, uh, it, it seems to be revolution. I remember a couple of years ago just uh, uh, on a radio program saying that uh, I believe that the Antichrist will rise from a revolution, and I don't know why I didn't just continue to... Uh, lean on that, uh, and this is exactly what's going on now. Is the Antichrist is being raised up from by revolution, uh, and he's going to come in peacefully. Now, revolution like the one in Egypt doesn't have to be uh, of guns and, and war. It can be peaceful uh, protest. Of course, there was a lot of unpeaceful protests. That's not what I'm saying. But overall, it was much better than Libya. Uh, uh, change of power So uh, The Bible says by peace The Antichrist shall destroy many uh, Syria is always, I told my wife this I said her on the couch and I said watch Syria uh, This year I mean if Damascus does not make it uh, Past uh, October Then um, Things are changing Very rapidly uh, There's a peace uh, conference That's going to be held um, at the UN uh, on the 20th of uh, September, and uh, this peace, uh, excuse me, it's not a peace thing, it's a vote, excuse me, it's a vote for the Palestinian state, excuse me. And the following day is World Peace Day. And I've always wondered in the Bible, Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians 2 or 3, one of those chapters, it says when they should call peace and safety, total destruction should come upon them, or immediate destruction. Um, so if 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 you're watching World News tonight in in September on the 20th, and they come out uh, on your World News tonight, they say, you know, there's now a Palestinian state, and and the following day everybody's talking about peace, peace, peace. I think you better bet down the hatches. Especially if you live in the United States, and especially if President Obama sold out uh, Israel like he's on the on the track to doing. So, if if this is the case, then Rosh Hashanah is eight seven days away. And uh, if 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 this happens, then God is probably going to make Irene look like a, a little sissy. <laughs> so uh, those earthquakes that we were having were signals. Now, not, I mean, there, there's always been earthquakes, and there's always been hurricanes. That's why I was telling somebody a couple of days ago. There's always yeah. been hurricanes. I mean, come on. But the earthquakes were pretty unusual. And, and, and the thing is, the key word is unusual. If you notice in the news, the earthquakes were unusual. Yeah. Uh, the, the Colorado earthquake was unusual. Irene, the size of it is unusual. Of course, Earth, uh, hurricanes are going to lose power as they come towards the land. I think we have yet to see the most powerful hurricane ever, and it will be the the way I look at it is a, a category four. If Irene was a category four still on land, then somebody's messing with it. Somebody's flying over it, putting harps in it, or whatever they're doing to make that thing powerful. But they're using the word uh, unusual quite often. And one more thing, uh, in the United States, from what I study, is not Great Babylon. It's not. When they say that the, the kings of the earth watches it and they tear up and they're crying about Babylon falling, Babylon is a world system. Yeah. Uh, it's, not, it's not the United States. It's everybody. 
Yeah. So when, the, when, when they're sitting on the Pacific Ocean or they're sitting on the Atlantic or they're sitting in the Caribbean crying that their um, their land is being destroyed, if you read carefully in Revelation, everything's being destroyed. I mean, the was one-third of the grass is burnt. I mean, buildings are crying. I mean, that that's what it basically is. It's a, a, it's the United States is no longer in existence, and the Antichrist had to take over as the peacemaker in the near future. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you had mentioned Albert Pike, and uh, for our listeners, in case you don't know who Albert Pike is, he he is uh, the Ma- he the Mason. Did he found the Masons, or I don't uh, know what he did. My no, I don't think he that. founded them. But I don't he, think he founded. I, I know he was in it. He was pretty much into. Yeah, because into, he wrote the book. Was it morals and uh, morals and dogma? Uh, that's a pretty scary book. If there's anybody out there that has any doubt that Mason, the whole thing with the Masons is demonic. If you if you ever read some passages from that book, uh, it, it definitely is uh, a satanic. Worship. Um, they don't talk about Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. They, it, you can usually pinpoint a Mason by the way he talks about the Creator or the Enlightened One, or but they don't really uh, call Jesus Christ Lord. Uh, so, of course, we don't um, trust any predictions that would come from Albert Pike. But it's just that there are people that. Uh, are are in the uh, New World Order. It's even on our dollar bill, the New World Order, and it's something that will happen. So we're seeing it, and uh, of course we don't. We're not afraid of the things that are coming upon the earth because uh, we know who is going to rescue us. Amen. From, uh, you know, I, I live in Florida, and I can tell you it's very windy here right now, uh, and we're not even having a hurricane. And and we're on the west coast of Florida, so uh, I can imagine uh, that uh, how windy it it will get as the day progresses. So uh, I know, uh, Brenda, you lived through a hurricane. Yes, I did. I lived through two in the same year in this uh, two weeks in a row, or, well, actually the same month. I lived through the 2004 hurricanes, Francis and Jean, and we are on the north eye wall, the strongest side of the hurricane, and we did not have the eye, but we had the the constant wind. So we yeah, made whenever through. you hear sustained winds, that's yes. something you need to be afraid of, because even if a, if a wind is sustained at 30 miles an hour, the fact that it blows constantly is what sustained means. It's constant wind. If it blows, you know. Sustained for 10, 20 hours, you'll have a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had wind gusts up to 150 miles an hour. Um, wow. That's within, yeah, how we know that is because our neighbor had a, a weather uh, meter, I mean a wind meter, and it broke at 150. <laughs> wow. So we know it got that much at, at times. It was really strong. For Jean, it was the biggest one, and we were through that one. We're right on the East Coast. We were on the East Coast. I don't live down there now, but I have sympathy to all of you on the East Coast, or the state of Florida. Oh, yeah. Anybody that, uh, I was looking at the preparations they were making today, and I was thinking uh, nobody should take it lightly, because anybody that's lived through a hurricane knows how devastating they can be, and uh, how uh, much water damage you can get, too. Uh, we remember some of the tsunamis, uh, and uh, in our area, of course, Tampa is surrounded by water. And um, that year, I don't know if it was 2006, they were predicting a tsunami for Tampa. That could uh, happen someday and uh, would totally wipe out the airport and uh, much of uh, the Tampa Bay area that's surrounded by water. So uh, we see these things coming. Of course, we we were very surprised this week to see the earthquake uh, rattle Washington, uh, New York City. Um, The Washington Monument cracked, and, of course, we know the Washington Monument is uh, uh, an occult 
symbol, and um, the Washington Cathedral, the gargoyles fell off and cracked on the ground, and those are the little demonic spirits that they hang up on uh, what they call churches. But uh, <laughs> and those were those were used to confront demonic spirits, huh? So yeah, huh? the the demonic the demonic spirits were there to confront the demonic spirits, you know? The yeah. And yeah, uh, I thought go. that was yeah. a really uh, a sign when they fell to the ground and cracked. But we see, as your program is called, and I love the title, As the Day Approaches, and we see the day approaching, and uh, we see the signs all around us. We see the apostate church coming into full fruition. Um, the false prophets have gone out into the world and even, like I said this week, that uh, Mike Murdoch would actually take the time to uh, be so frustrated that he, he has my video removed from YouTube. Um, you, you know, we're, uh, we're getting to these people, and I think that hopefully I kind of look at myself like a, a, a sort of female Martin Luther, and Martin Luther was very upset when he saw, saw the uh, money changers in the temple like, well, of course, Jesus was, too. And he said, you've made my house a house of merchandise. And um, we want to, uh, we don't sell miracles. And it's just like Martin Luther years ago when he uh, went and he hung up his thesis on the church door to come against the miracle selling, the indulgent selling. And um, there's nothing new under the sun. It's the same old religious system. Uh, that we're going to see, but I wanted to ask both of you, and I'll start with Phil. I wanted to ask you about this false religious religious system. What do uh, you uh, What do you see it as, and what should we be looking for? Well, I'm surprised, like I say all the time, that uh, it seems that every uh, facet of the religious world is uh, sort of coming together and merging with some of the most, uh, some of the simplest uh, parts of the doctrine that each of the religions use. For instance, um, I've heard uh, uh, Paul Crouch say a while back, and this is a while back, this is not like it was uh, yesterday, uh, but this is a couple of years ago, I've heard him say that I am a little God, you know, and um, the New Age movement uh, believes that they are gods. Uh, uh, the Mormon Church believes that you know yeah. your gods. Um, uh, Islam well, maybe not believe that, but it, it has the fantasy of being in heaven with seventy-two virgins, uh, and that they tie into the Mormon Church together. Those two have some familiarities, but um, a lot of the like. I, I don't. I, I don't I, this would be talking about for ignorance, but I've heard some of the stuff that uh, Rob Bell says, and I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah. I, you know. So, uh, and also um, the one God purpose driven. Um, God oh yeah, Rick Warren. I don't know why I always forget his name for it, but um, some of the things that he says. I mean, some of these, some of these, some of these people. Uh, and I'm not judging them in a way, but some of them are ridiculous. And then you get, uh, and for all you guys who love like Billy Graham, give him an email and tell him to, 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 to now, I'm sorry to say this, tell him to get, sit down. Uh, if you are a Christian, and it, it's funny because Billy Graham is so famous that he could possibly do no wrong even when he's doing wrong. The guy yeah. is older, I, I respect That's the That's a strange thing, I think, I, is that... Uh, yeah. When you when the, the, these people are, of course, it is when you're on television, you, you can almost become an idol yourself because you're there, and yeah. uh, people are looking at you and they're looking at you on this tube or whatever you're coming across. And it's a good thing I think that people don't see our faces because, uh, you know, they won't make an idol out of us. But yeah. um, so they associate ministries with Hollywood, and then. Um, when when somebody does make a ridiculous statement, and I know Phil is, re, uh, of course, Billy Graham did many wonderful things in his life, yeah. and he led many people to the Lord. But when he got older, and there is a, a video on YouTube, 
that he did with uh, Robert Schuler. It's posted there with Billy Graham, and Bi- Billy Graham uh, virtually endorses um, Universal. universalism. Oh. Yeah, universalism. Yeah, I, I did a I did a study on Billy Graham, and that that particular. If there was more videos of that, I would say that he would be uh, at fault for that. But he he actually did a whole apology because he was actually going through something at that time. Sick. He was his mind was not well. So, um, oh, so he did do, apologize for that. He his whole okay. organization, yeah, his whole organization actually has come out with uh, a response to that particular video in 1987. Um, because I had a discussion of this on my self teachings identifying them site, and uh, it was a thorough discussion. And I went, I did a lot of study on that. So fortunately for Billy Graham. Uh, that was actually uh, debunked a while back, you know, uh, by his organization. So I think the problem was that he actually got on with Robert Schuler to begin with. That was, you know, probably something he shouldn't have got on in the first place, you know. Yeah. Um, Robert Schuler is actually very um, – I would never, ever be on the film with Robert Schuller because of his stand. Um, he, speaking of that, you know, and we're talking about Syria, you know, and what's happening with that, uh, 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 Robert Schuller has visited Syria, Damascus, and he has talked with the muftis there. And um, he, I was just listening to a video before this uh, radio show, actually, this week sometime, and there is a video out called Islam Seekers of Knowledge, and there's nine parts to this video, and Robert Schuller is actually in this video. This is what I think is extremely dangerous for the church. I know that the false teachings are extremely dangerous, but those things that actually say they're Christian, meaning kind of coddling with uh, other religions and saying we're all the same, that is, I think, far more dangerous than pointing out somebody's like a Mormon who say he believes in other gods. Uh, because the mixture of Christianity with something else that makes it look similar is far yeah. more dangerous. Yeah. On this, on this video, he says, uh, this is a, uh, you know, he asks a question to the Mufti that is currently now um, in charge of Damascus. He is the, the ruler of the Islamic uh, studies or the imam or whatever of, of the area right now. And he says, he, you know, he says the population of Syria is about 18 million. And he asked uh, the Mufti how many Christians would he say there are in Syria. And the Mufti responded saying 17 million. Now, Robert Schuller wow. is like, oh, oh, but that is not true. Muslims, yes, but not Christians. And then the Mufti replied, I am the Grand Mufti. You cannot be a Muslim in Syria if you're not a Christian that focuses oh. on Jesus. <laughs> and then, on top of it, the Mufti, uh, uh, Robert Schuller said the Mufti had a profound effect on him, and he said, this is what really is shocking, and this is what I just, you know, I uh, think we really need to be aware of this, is Robert Schuller said the spirit of Jesus is in him, and the spirit of Jesus is in me. That's where we are able to make a connection. Wow. With an Islamic, somebody who doesn't even believe in the right Jesus, for one, and they, and he is able or willing to say that we connect in Jesus. Now, this is part of the emerging church that is happening and saying, well, let's find other religions that we connect to and have common ground with. And, uh, yeah, this is, I think, more profoundly, using his word, dangerous than anything else is that we are connecting with other religions and thinking it's okay. And that's out of the ecumenical movement yeah. and the emerging church movement. And we are actually bringing in false doctrine, distorting the scriptures, and making the scriptures say something they are not saying. Yeah, so we're not even going to know what the truth is. No. I, I can't believe how, how much I'm seeing this happening right before my eyes because I kind of see... Uh, this event that happened with me, I was I was actually waiting. Um, I thought, wow, so far I'm on YouTube and I and I have uh, videos about some of the most uh, uh, idolized preachers, uh, such as Benny Hinn and Kenneth Copeland, Mike Murdoch, and and uh, I thought, 
well, so far nobody has really um, complained about it. Uh, and then I see that uh, Mike Murdoch uh, filed a, a complaint and had uh, my video removed. So um, uh, I thought, well, I could see that they, I, I see the separation happening and uh, where they are going to persecute the true church, the false Christians, because anybody, so what if someone criticizes me? They have a right to criticize me if they want to. They, I mean, they don't have a right to lie about me, but they have they have a right to judge uh, if I'm uh, misquoting scripture or I'm leading people astray. We have to warn people. Jesus Christ himself said that we should warn people and that we should mark them that cause divisions. And uh, But you can see that there will be more of them than there are of us. And I can see that happening. So that's why I'm so grateful that we have Blog Talk Radio. We have uh, we have the internet for now, and I don't know how long it'll last. But um, I'm glad that we have a voice, and uh, we can be salt and light to a lost and dying world to proclaim the truth, because there there is a real lack of solid Bible teaching, uh, especially on television. And uh, so uh, we want to encourage people to read their Bibles themselves so that they won't be deceived because there's so many voices out there. But um, I'm I'm very, very, uh, you know, pleased in a way that uh, Mike Murdoch took notice of the video. I hope he watched it and he listened to what I had to say, Uh, especially the part that I loved when... uh, I was mentioning to people that uh, they should confront him publicly. So he might be more careful when he goes out in public, wondering if that might be the day that someone does confront him. But uh, anyway, um, I wanted to uh, go a little more into what's happening in the Middle East as far as what do you think that, do you think that there will be a war, Phil, with Israel any time in the future. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um I uh, believe that uh, we're in the last generation. Uh, Psalms ninety portrays uh people been asking how long the generation is. Um Psalms ninety gives two uh, that, uh two points that uh it's seventy years and if you take care of yourself it'll be ninety. And we know since the um Blood. Uh, it's been, uh, especially the dietary diet that we have these days, it's going to be around 70 years probably. But um, 1948, Israel was a nation, and um, uh, right now we sit on the uh, on the uh, edge of time, and 2018 will probably be the run-up to the generation running out. Uh, and is it speculation? No. Um, I believe with all the signs that we see, um, it, it appears that we are um, in that general time frame. Um, is Bashar next? I got an article that says, is Bashar yet next? Uh, from what I see, and, and, and all three of us, including our listeners, are Americans or whatever, wherever you live at, uh, you know from the run-up to the Iraq War, um, we see um, we had in, uh, rumors that, that there would be a war, and then we had an actual war. And and just recently, all the wars that we've had and all the uh, political step downs, which uh, in Egypt the the the, um, the Barak stepped down, um, we see signs uh, and we hear things before the activity take place. For instance, Gaddafi, we're going to take you down, and in the next couple of weeks they take him down, or the next couple of months. Well, the same thing is going on now, where Hillary Clinton uh, started talking mess, and and then you get all the uh, uh, what's her name, Merkel, and and uh, the French Nicolas Sarkozy, and the British uh, uh, Prime Minister, Sir, uh, I forgot his name, Cameron. I think it's Cameron, uh, yeah. 
they all came together and they and they signed a unity uh, complaint against um, the Syrian leader. Uh, oh. So the signs are there. The signs are there uh, for um, a complete takedown of Syria. But here's the deal: I think Syria is going to fight back a lot more than uh, Gaddafi did. And I was, uh, if you read Isaiah 17. Uh, I, I, I would always wonder why um, uh, why would Damascus get nuked? Um, and I'm thinking it's a new neutron bomb. I don't know if any other thing that can wipe a city out unless it's a new technology. Well, anyway, it says it's completely obliterated. Um, I remember a uh, article. It was kind of humorous, but at the same time uh, revealing is that it says um, uh, the president, uh, uh, Bashar, was like, uh, Israel's going to become a revelous heap, a ruinous heap, uh, something like that. And uh, I, Or I forgot who said it exactly, but I don't know if it was one of the Israeli leaders or somebody was just referring to a, uh, Syria as a ruinous heap. And I, I was like, wow, that's kind of weird because in Isaiah 17, it talks about Syria being nuked or destroyed. So uh, the sign, a big sign that the tribulation period is about to begin, um, along with the thousands of signs that we're living in right now, um, uh, I mean, there's so many signs right now, it's, it's, all, it's, it's almost ridiculous to say that we have, you know, another five years. It's another. It's to me. It's just too many things. Unless unless all the events fade off into the wilderness, uh, I think we're going to see some stuff at the end of September. Uh, we're, going to, we're probably going to see an attack on Syria probably in the next couple of days or weeks. Now, what is the population of Syria? Do you know? No, but you know, we can always Google it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. It was. You know, according to the video I saw, it was 18 million or so of okay. Syria. So what, what would be the uh, the reason? It, it, does the oil have to anything to do with the takedowns what? of some of these leaders? Uh, well, yes. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Brenda. Well, you know, I am really big at uh, cultural study and seeing it from the perception of the people in the land and what's going on. So when you when you talk about Syria and when you talk about Egypt and when you talk about Olivia, and you see that the people themselves are rising up. It's not other nations that are doing this. This is the people within their nations that are doing this. So you have to ask the question, well, why are the people within the nations rising up? And so um, this has nothing to do with oil. It has nothing to do with a lot of the uh, things that we as Americans would think. It has to do all with their own prophecies of their uh, Islamic faith. That's what it has, is, is, Islamic eschatology has a huge reason why this is, uh, is happening. Um, and I believe we, as a, the West, are actually playing with the serpent, and the serpent in the end is going to bite us. Uh, yeah. We're helping them. We're helping them uh, bring about that which they are trying to get the upper hand in. And uh, it's, it's kind of playing itself as a decoy of democracy because that is yeah. exactly what they do. <laughs> That's kind of an oxymoron, democracy That's in a Muslim nation. Right. They're not, it's not about democracy at all. It no. is about, it is about uh, making uh, Sharia part of their, their plan of action, which is not democracy, they use what we understand to use it against ourselves, and, and um, they are actually having a revolution, and the revolution is the coming of this Messiah. They are preparing the way for this Messiah. Now, when we were talking about our own eschatology in the 80s, you know, when we got really, really, really big about our own eschatology, at the same time, Islam was writing as many books and, and saying as many things about their own eschatology. 
arm and uh, you know mirror to mirror and and uh, so they are excited just as we are looking for the second coming of Jesus they're excited about doing what they have to do to bring about the Mahdi now I believe that who is behind the rebel forces and who is doing all this is what they call the army of the black flags this is a sign that medicine said that is going to come before the coming of the Mahdi and they are going to conquer and bring about that the prepare the land for the Mahdi uh, the Mahdi's uh, uh, before he comes to power it says and I'm speaking of like this because you have to look at from look at it from their point of view not our own and uh, Sheikh Kabani states the Hadith indicates that the black flags coming from the area of Khorizan will signify the appearance of the Mahdi is nigh. Khorizan is in today's Iran, and some scholars have said that this Hadith means that the black flags appear from Central Asia, which is in the direction of Khorizan. And then, after this army is to appear, so is the, the coming of the Mahdi is imminent, and they're excited about getting this to happen. <clears throat> so, so I uh, think we're having the rebels, which are the rebels of the black flags. Now, if you go on YouTube, you can you can Google the black flags, the army of the black flags, and you will see all their training camps because they are so proud of it that in every country they're preparing a group to rise up against the government to conquer uh, the people that are in power that that are against what they're trying to do. Yeah, because actually it, uh, they did uh, conquer Jerusalem uh, way back, uh, a long, many hundreds of years ago. Um, I, I always thought that was very interesting, uh, how they uh, took over Jerusalem and uh, what it means to the end times. But, um, uh, Phil, maybe I could ask you about that. How do you see that as a parallel of what's going on today? Say that again. When the uh, when the Muslims took over, or Muslims as they were called at the time, uh, I don't know if, what century it was, the third century, or it, w it was many hundreds of years ago when they were fighting a war to take over Jerusalem. And I think it was, oh, the Crusades. It was actually uh, the Crusades, I think it was the Catholic Church at the time trying to, uh, they were fighting with the uh, Muslims to take control of Jerusalem. Of course, they didn't win. But Jerusalem was taken over at that time. Are you familiar with that, or yes. Brenda? Are you familiar with that? Uh, yes, I. Yeah, yeah. I've just been doing a study on Israel and the Temple Mount, and the fight between Islam and Israel for the Temple Mount. And yes, um, the Crusades actually went back and forth where Islam had it, and then the Crusades came in and took Jerusalem back, and then, then Islam took it back, and then the Crusades, there's like six or seven wars of the Crusades to try to fight for Jerusalem. But I see that all as the time of the Gentiles. I don't see that as the time of the Jews. The Jews started, you know, when it says that um, the period, when the time of the Gentiles has come to completion, then, uh, then you can see that the signs in Jerusalem will be um now Phil mentioned something about the the generation and um <clears throat> i i thought the same thing about 1948 being the generation but as i did the study i found out that something fascinating is that uh throughout history israel was not considered a true country and in power until the temple was built and so for centuries the other nations surrounding them have kept them from building the temple so that they cannot yeah. get their power yeah. back. So I think, I personally think, that the generation will probably might not start until the temple is actually built. And when that is built, they have overcome, they have really become a nation. They have become a nation in the land, but they never left the land after the Romans had besieged them. They've always been in the land. They just have been chased out for a while. But yeah. they've all, you know... The, so the temple the, was destroyed in uh, 70 A.D., as Jesus right. predicted it, and it's never been rebuilt. Yes, and then Ezekiel predicts the third temple, and they are preparing already to build that third temple. Uh, so 
in Israel, that's what they're doing today. They are, they are, they've trained priests. They have a, they have a replica of the temple that they are uh, doing for practicing worship and sacrifice and all that. So they are preparing to build the temple. How they're going to get that spot? That's a good question. Phil, what do you think about that? Well, the old, the, in the Old Testament, Israel didn't need a temple to, to clarify that they were a nation. Yeah, let's get that point straight. Um, yeah. Israel Israel does not need a temple to say that they are a nation. Uh, what makes them a nation is the people. He said, uh, the, the God had said to them in the book of Romans uh, uh, that I will call my people, uh, I will call a people that are not my people, my people, which is the Gentiles. Um, so uh, the focus uh, right now is on the church because it's the right. church world. But pretty soon, the torch will be handed back to Israel, and after God comes and raptures his people, uh, the uh, mantle will return back to the Jewish people. So the Bible says that a nation should be born in a day. And, and particularly when the U.N. Uh, said that Israel was a nation, just like they're going to do next month to say the Palestinians was a nation, that is the time that we run the clock. The clock is people on, and, and let's go to the, real quick to the Antichrist in the Western uh, Union that they have, the European Union. A lot of the um, Bible prophecy on the, as far as us in the West, we base it off of Western things. So we we, yeah. we forget we forget that the Roman Empire consisted of the Middle East, Africa, and the European Union. I mean, or, or, or Europe. We forget all of that stuff. So yeah. they're supposedly smarter than I am, uh, or else they could have a big TV show. But uh, a lot of those guys like Jack Van Impey and, uh, you know, Hal Lindsey, you know, they're stuck. can't get off that. They can't get off the European Union. They just can't get off of it. And, and, and what I like about Jack Van Impey is finally he said on one of his shows, you know, I've been looking at this for a while because I had emailed him just and I didn't think he would read it. And it's kind of funny because right after that, he, he said it on the show. I'm looking at, now I'm starting to look at the Mediterranean Union rather than just the uh, European Union. And as far as the Antichrist is concerned, uh, we're always looking in the West. Juan Carlos, Ronald Reagan, you know, Barack Obama, we always looking in the West. What about the East? Uh, and that's why I think Syria is gonna is gonna play a big role in the rise of the Antichrist, and also uh, Libya. Libya, uh, excuse me, Lebanon. Um, Lebanon holds the uh, general assemblies in September for the next six months. Uh, so, if the Antichrist is gonna rise out of anywhere, the Little Horn would be in that area. And then the Bible says he says to do three of the first ten. What's the ten? Everybody's always looking for, I, I, as a matter of fact, I don't even believe uh, that the, the union, would, that the Antichrist is going to rise off of. I don't even think it's in existence yet, uh, technically. And what I mean by that is uh, there's, there's going to be a, be a point in time when the day of the Lord starts. The Bible says the day of the Lord should come as a thief in the night. So when that day starts, um, for the preacher of rapture people, it, it, I'm looking at that as a point of reference to when it starts. Then the, the, the machinery goes into play, and, and the European Union and all these other leaders get together in a room and close the door and say, let's build us a union. And they come out and say, okay, this is the, you know, it's all on the television. This is the new Mediterranean Union, just, just been formed, so we're even though Nikolai Sarkozy started it, it can be uh, strengthened and, and consolidated, and then all of a sudden here's a leader that comes out of nowhere. So everybody's always looking for the Antichrist and looking for these unions to start. The Bible says we should be looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen to that. All those and for all those relatives. And the people that we're that that we're trying to warn, if they don't listen to you, don't fret, don't get sad, don't go and hide, and don't get sad, because 
everything's going to open up. I mean, there's going to come a time they're going to either wish they listened to you or they're going to be glad they listened to you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the time's coming. They're going to look at you like you're foolish and the fool. They're going to look at you like you, you think Jesus Christ coming back. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I believe it more than I'm going to graduate from, yes, amen. From, from, you know, college. I believe it more than I can probably get a new house right about now, and I'll probably get a new house, probably get a new job, you know, probably do this and that. But the thing is is that if I'm caught up in the affairs of this life to a point where it absorbs me, I'm going to miss that day, and I'm going to be like the five foolish versions where I'm not even ready because I'm so concentrated on what's going on and I'm so absorbed. I'm not saying you don't pay your bills, you don't you don't take care of the kids, you don't you don't take a trip to Bahamas. I'm saying don't get so absorbed in these things when that day should come and overtake you as a thief. Yeah. So be, we need to be ready. We need to be watching. If a family member says to you, "Hey, this is what's going to happen," and you don't respond, family member, don't worry about it. They're going to have to respond sooner or later. It's going to cost them their eternal soul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the important thing is that uh, we know that uh, Jesus Christ is coming again, and no human being can destroy the world that he created. Um, only God is in control here, and God is sovereign. So uh, we can... We can look at the things that are happening on the earth, but we know that Jesus Christ comes and, and he will rescue us. And uh, so we don't have to be afraid what man can do to us or what man can uh, try to do to us, but we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ because he is an almighty God. Uh, we can look around us and we look at his creation and how beautiful it is, how wonderful God is and uh, how he saved us and delivered us from the things of this world and uh we're we're heavenly minded we're we're here on earth to uh, do a job and that is to tell other people about Jesus Christ and his how he can save them and heal them and uh, take away the fear of the things that are happening so i imagine those people that went through the earthquake the other day were so scared and even the people that will be going through the hurricane, because you you don't have control over these things. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but we know that we can pray and we can trust God to get us through. So uh, I just want to thank you both for uh, being here today. I think that was a very, very interesting program. There were so many things that were said, and I hope that the listeners will go and check these things out and uh, visit the Prophecy Zone Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Phil Armstrong's program, and also uh, Brenda Johnson's program, As the Day Approaches. Uh, you can listen. They, there's some great information. I'm telling you, these people have uh, studied the Word. They've spent many hours studying, and they are very knowledgeable uh, about their topics. I think they're some of the best teachers that I know of today in the body of Christ. So um, check Check out the information. It will really, really help you and bless you. So uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And Brenda and Phil, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll do it again. Thank you. And, yeah, thank you. Uh, I want to remind everybody that Jesus Christ loves you. He is a saving Jesus. Yes, he is a Savior. And uh, he can save you today, give you a brand new life. You must be born again, Jesus Christ said. You must born again. Once you were born of your mother, but you must then be born of the Spirit of God. It's not enough to say, oh yes, I know about Jesus. You have to really know him and have a personal relationship with him. And the way you do that is to ask him to come into your life. Repent of your sins. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Please, heed what we're saying and give your life to Jesus Christ today. He loves you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. 